he's a real theologian. I mean, he, that's, he's a theologian. Uh, I was telling him on the way home, he said, well, do you need a resident in the house? I said, yeah, probably we do, actually. But uh, <clears throat> a, uh, he is, uh, has Parkinson's. So I've been battling that for about 10 years. So pray for him as well. And they'll be here throughout the month and uh, then heading back across the waters. But it's good to have him here. We are still talking about Satan's strategies. And uh, we're going to talk about his sneak attacks tonight. He deceives and he counterfeits. And that's what he's really, really great at, is uh, deceiving and giving us counterfeit truth that we buy into. And what often happens with that is we believe something that's a lie that seems... You know, here's the thing. Part of a lie is a complete lie. Right? I mean, there's no like white lie. It's a lie or it's a truth. That's right. It's a lie or it's a truth. And what often Satan wants to do, he wants to throw alongside a truth a little bit of a lie and therefore deceive us into believing that it is truth and misleading. And so many people have been misled. Now, I'm not going to cast any stones, but, but you think about there's a little bit of truth to the Mormon faith. There's a little bit of truth to the Jehovah Witness faith. There's a little bit of truth to these false religions, but it's a lie. It's a lie. And that's what we need to understand. That's why it's so important to study theology. That's why it's so important to do these type of studies, even though they're not as exciting, maybe, as some other studies. But we need to be grounded with depth. Because, unfortunately, many Christians are a mile wide but an inch deep and we need to be a mile deep and a mile wide and there's only one way to do that and that's to mine out the treasures in the word of God so we're going to look at his sneak attacks tonight and how he deceives and how he counterfeits and we're going to start in first Timothy and we're going to look at chapter number four I believe isn't it verse one yes now, you remember Paul was, was speaking to Timothy. Timothy was at the church at Ephesus, a very difficult place. But also at Ephesus, there were some incredible teachers because you had the mother of Jesus that was there at one time taken care of by the Apostle John prior to his being exiled to the Isle of Patmos, 90 miles off the coast of Asia Minor. So you had... A strong teaching there. However, guess what? Even though there can be strong teaching and truth, and you can have even the mother of Jesus and the apostle that Jesus loved, John, and Paul setting up Timothy in a very difficult place, there can still be heresy. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and the doctrines of demons. So, <clears throat> those who at one time seemed to be in the fold, 
were misled. And maybe they were in the fold. But they did not have a steady diet of truth. Therefore, they were misled. And Paul is telling Timothy. That's why Paul tells Timothy in here that you have to preach the word. You have to be instant in season and out of season. Rebuking, exhorting, encouraging with all long-suffering. This Sunday after church, I had to go over to County Line. My uncle, Cranford Hodges, uh, <clears throat> has been in the ministry since 1960, but he's starting to have TIAs, and he had to step down from his teaching role, and he wanted me to do a little service. So one, one of the points that I made out of uh, Timothy was this, that, that we have to uh, understand that ministry is war. Being a follower of Christ is war because it's a spiritual battle. And often we don't think about that. But the spiritual battle is what is so difficult because it's not flesh and blood, as Paul said, but we fight against principalities and powers and authorities that are spirit-led. And therefore we have to understand it's a spiritual battle and that's why it's so easy to deceive and so easy to counterfeit. And that's what Paul was saying him uh, through false religions. Then he said in 2 Corinthians 11, 3 and 4. Paul again writing, But I fear, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve, how? By his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now, let's just pause for a moment. Listen, <clears throat> if, you, if anyone gets past or over to the side of the death, burial, and resurrection, which is the gospel, they're off base. Got it? And if, if, if people say, well, what is the gospel? And this is a little side, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. That is the gospel. People say, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, no, those are gospels written about the life of Jesus. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. So, here's what happens. You go from that simplicity that's in Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, for if he who comes preaching another Jesus, and <clears throat> what was going to happen very soon after this, you had the Gnostic influencers that came in saying that Jesus was really not the Son of God, but an emanation from God, and he was very corrupt. Because the flesh is evil, the Spirit is good. Now, for if he who comes preaching another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different Spirit which you have not received, otherwise the Holy Spirit, guess what? Or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. In other words, what happens is you're, you're subtly and slowly led astray, and then you begin to believe the doctrine of demons, which is antithetical to the doctrine of Christ, which is, again, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Then in verse 13 through 15 of 2 Corinthians, it says these words. Maybe I didn't get it up there. And, and uh, let, me go, let me just go back and read it. It's uh, 2 Corinthians. We're in the same chapter, verses 13 through 15. <clears throat> okay. For such are false apostles. In other words, what is an apostle? There it is. That's three and four. What's an apostle? 
a follower of Christ, what does the word apostolos mean? It means one sent. One sent. That's what an apostle is. And uh, in our text in chapter 11, verse 13, it said, For such are false apostles. They are deceitful workers. And here's what they do. They, they are transforming themselves into po- apostles of Christ. In other words, they're taking a bit of truth and they're putting the lie with it and they're transforming themselves and saying, See, we are sent from God. And then he says, And no wonder. Here's the, here's the key. Here's the kicker. For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Who is the light of the world? Jesus. Guess what Satan attempts to do? He doesn't say, come to the dark side. You know what he said? Look, it's light. It's beautiful. Anybody ever been deceived? Anybody ever started down a path and you thought, man, this is wonderful, and then you realize you're not going into light, but you're going into darkness? Anybody? Don't have to raise your hand. Yeah, yeah, all of us. And and then you recognize the fact, oh, no. A friend of mine sang a song many years ago, and he said, there's a line in it, it said, the longer you're on the wrong road, the harder it is to get off. And that is so true, isn't it? So, get off quickly. (laughs) Or don't get on at all. And then he goes on to say, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. The unfortunate thing is too many are deceived before they recognize the truth. And then we go to the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 9. And in uh, Revelation chapter 2, verse 9, he's talking about the church there at Smyrna. And he says, I know your works, tribulation, and your poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemies of those who say they are Jews and are not but are a synagogue of Satan. Now, what was happening with these seven churches, other, the only one that, other than Philadelphia, the rest of them are given rebukes, what was happening is they were allowing false doctrine, false teaching to come in, and by doing so they were being misled, and it was causing trouble for the church. And that's why he said, I know your works, I know what troubles you're going through, I know your poverty, but you are rich. How are you rich? You're rich in Christ. And I know the blasphemies of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. So what we have to always understand is we must be on guard always against untruth. And we must recognize it Immediately, Chapter 3, verse 9. Watch what it says there. In chapter 3, we're talking to the church at Philadelphia. And he said, Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan. There it is, the congregation, who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. In other words, guess what? Even though they're being misled, I'm going to bring them back and they're going to see that... I have loved you. They're going to know that. 
So, <clears throat> you know, the, uh, the greatest way to know what a person believes is to watch them until the end. Right? I mean, over and over in Scripture it says, be faithful until when? Until midstream? Until the end. We're to be faithful until the end. And I used to wonder about that. But, uh, you know, I've seen so many people struggle health-wise. And sometimes people begin to say, well, I wonder why the Lord is allowing this. Why not? It's a better, a better answer. Or why is the Lord allowing this to happen to me? When you're really saying, why didn't he take it to somebody else? <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is this. As we go through life and we age and we have problems and we have loss and we have pains and we go to the nursing home or whatever it may be, we have cancer. Or it gets tough sometimes. It gets tough. And that's why the spirit within us is what allows us to endure until the very end. It is not us, but it is a spirit within us that allows that. No, you lost your husband tragically. It was tough. Very. You lost your husband immediately. Tough. Lost your husband immediately. Lost your wife after a battle. Lost your wife immediately. John through cancer, on and on and on. But guess what? Here's the thing. You're still faithful. And we are never to give in, and we are never to give up. In chapter 9 of Revelation, verse 20, it says, but the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues, and we know the plagues are coming. And by the way, this, you know, what we're experiencing today with COVID, it could be a forerunner of what we're really going to see. But the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands. And that always fascinates me. How do you not repent when those plagues come? that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And you say, oh, we don't worship those kind of things. Time out. The commercials that come on during the Christmas season, <clears throat> you look out and there's two brand new vehicles in the drive that they got for Christmas with big shiny red bows. Or, I'll, I'll save this for Sunday, how many dollars are being spent on Christmas? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Not being spent to feed the poor. Not being spent to clothe the poor and feed the hungry. But spent on ourselves. We are a very opulent society. Greedy. Greedy. Enough about that for now. Now, Matthew 13, 37 through 40. And <clears throat> he answered and said to them, 
parable of the sower. He who sows good seed is the son of man. And what is the good seed? The good seed is the word of God. That is called the seed. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. So you're either a son of Satan or you're a son of Christ. That's your only options. The end of you sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. And the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so will it be at the end of this age. Now, remember what Jesus said. The the disciples said, well, do we go out and pull up the tares? And what did Jesus say? No, no, no. You You might do some damage to the... Yeah. So just wait. I'll take care of that. And you know what he's really saying there? Don't you worry about being the judge. He'll take care of that. Because we don't see with all clarity, do we? You know, we often think, I know this. I know. You don't know. You don't know what another person's thinking. Often don't even know their motive. But we jump to conclusions that we know. Jesus said, let it alone. I'll take care of that. 1 Corinthians 10, 20. Rather that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons. Now, Gentiles are those that are not part of the family of God. We were once Gentiles, but we were brought into the family of God. They sacrificed to demons and not to God, and I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. In other words, you need to separate yourself from them. What's that old adage? Bad company corrupts. good character so i always have this statement when i talk to students young people or people that are really struggling i said i always tell them show me your friends i'll show you your future now you think about that who you hang out with it's who you become john you spent 23 years in the military 26 claudia y'all spent 20 both saw a lot of that, didn't you? Listen, we need to have fellowship with believers. We need to reach out to non-believers, but we don't need, listen, to immerse ourselves with them. We can be like Christ and go to them and love them and bring them here, but what often happens, because we are not Christ, when we go out here, we end up getting here and getting stuck. So be cautious. Be cautious. Second uh, Thessalonians 2, 9 through 12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, there it is, that they might be You say, is that word saved a biblical word? There it is, saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion because they refused. He'll send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. The whole calling of Christ is to come out of the darkness and come into the light. 
And when most evil deeds are done, when are they done? Not. Why? Because you try to hide. Deception. Revelation 13, 4. So they worship the dragon. That's Satan. Who gave authority to the beast. That's the false prophet. And they worship the beast saying, Who is like the beast, Antichrist? Who is able to make war with him? So basically what they're saying is, Listen, you better line up here because this thing with Jesus over here is not going to work because who can fight against the beast? Listen. We need to align ourselves with Christ and stand regardless of the consequences and never give up. Chapter 16, 13 through 14. And I saw unclean, three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, for they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of, the, of God Almighty. Now, it's kind of going all the way back to the book of Exodus and showing the miracles that were done by the false prophets of Pharaoh, magicians. But listen, they are misleading signs. Uh, Let's do a couple more, about five more minutes, and then we're going to have to stop. Uh, His sneak attack is not only through false religion, but also through false philosophies. In uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, <clears throat> Beware lest, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. <clears throat> now, I'm going to tell you, it's easy to get lost in philosophy. Anybody remember their philosophy class? Yeah. I ended up writing a 25-page paper on the indefinability of good. How crazy is that? That was the biggest waste of time maybe ever in my life. G.E. Moore was a philosopher. I always said philosophy, if you're not careful, it's kind of like a, a bloodhound chasing a giant stag. And that stag crosses the path of a rabbit. So the bloodhound gets off the path of the stag and begins chasing a rabbit. And then across the rabbit path, there went a mouse. And then he starts following the mouse until this bloodhound, who started out with a noble effort, is peering through a little hole looking for a mouse. And we can get so off base. So off base. Through questioning God's word that's one of his sneak attacks Genesis 3 we know the story there quite well and we'll read it however now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made and said to the woman has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden and the woman said to the serpent We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. 
through the opposing of God's word and the questioning of God's word. Did God really say that? Don't you find today that is so true? Oh, now, you know, I don't think God meant that. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows of the flesh will reap of the flesh corruption. My God is a consuming fire. We need to understand that. He's holy. Go ahead and put up the next passage you did. And the Lord... God commanded the man saying, Of the, every tree in the garden you may eat freely, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. <clears throat> Did you notice the difference? It says here, you shall not eat of it. didn't say anything about touching it. We add to the Word of God. We take away from the Word of God. And when we do, both will be misleading. Through tricking Christians to compromise... I'm going to have to hurry here. Ephesians 6, 11 and 12. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual forces, our spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. That's the issue. We think it's a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle, and it's waging war. You know where the greatest place to wage that war is? Right there. And that's why Paul says, take control of the high things of the mind. Because whoever controls the mind controls the body. So we need to be cautious. First John 2, 15 through 17, and we'll stop here. Do not love the world or the things of in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And when it says the things of the world, it means the world system, the evil world system. For all that is in the world, and here it is, the lust of the flesh, this craving, the desire of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, I've got to look one more time, and the pride of life, just like Satan, is not of the Father, but is of the world, and the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. So, we are in a battle. And Satan has these great sneak attacks that he uses. And he's very efficient and effective with them. Therefore, we must be on the guard constantly. And we must recognize how deceptive he is. Any questions before we pray and dismiss? Let's stand together. All right. Travis, would you lead us in closing prayer?